If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, it's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good day. Let's start with the NDP leadership race, which has got race. a little bit more interesting. It was looking like a long time as mm-hmm. David Eby would be acclaimed here, had no one oppose him, and it'd just be like a cakewalk. He does have an opponent here now, Anjali Apaturai, who has announced her that she will run against Eby. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's have a listen to what she had to say Yesterday in the Jill Bennett show, she is a an environmental activist, especially on climate, climate change. change. Here's what she had to say yesterday. I'll get your thoughts. Within the climate emergency, it would be necessary to reevaluate the, the role that industry plays in our economy, um, the the amount of economic power that they hold, and the amount of um, not just leeway but actually rewards that we have given them. Uh, that would be a very immediate and necessary evaluation. Okay, review the role of industry in our economy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, I think this is actually a gift for David Eby because some of the criticism at Eby is that he comes from an activist side, uh, which is when he was a Civil Liberties Association representative and such, yeah. taking on issues then that are not the issues of the NDP government. So this, I think, will require Eby to become more mainstream because the government does not share this candidate's views yeah. on a number of issues. Uh, this government, NDP government, and she's tackled, she, she's taking on the NDP government, not just David Eby. She's running against the government yeah. on such issues as uh, LNG. Yeah. Uh, she's against the coastal gasoline pipeline. She's critical right. of the RCMP. She's critical of Vancouver police. Uh, the government is not. Uh, climate change activists demand an end to fracking. This government's yeah. not doing that. They demand an end to old growth logging. That's not happening. Yeah. Uh, you can go through the list of all sorts of issues that uh, Jill Bennett pressed her on a number of issues yesterday on, on her show, whether or not she would continue the Site C dam construction, which what to did, me... What did she say on that? She was unclear. Okay. Now, I don't think she necessarily have the power to stop it anyways. Um, but she's... she's it's, well, it's, why it's not? A, it's a BC Hydro project. It's I mean, a BC Hydro project. Stop this. It's too late to stop it now. It's but. too late to stop it now. No. But the other thing, it's, it's fascinating to watch this. She's running against members of the government who support EB. Yeah. So it, on the outside chance that she were to win, she would be walking into a caucus where 48 people uh, are supporting her opponent, uh, which would be a very interesting situation. I don't think we're going to get to that, but you never know. It's all, this is all about sign-up. Who can sign up? The most environmental movement's very organized. Yeah, It's conceivable she's going to sign up a lot of people. But David Eby also has the backing of the labor movement, 48 MLAs, plus probably a few more. Uh, but it's going to require Eby to re-articulate his position and support for the issues that she's running against. Yeah, and I think what she one of the things she was sort of hinting at in that clip we played, too, was about provincial tax subsidies for the oil and gas sector. And this will require EB to defend mm-hmm. a lot of these policies and all the other ones you just mentioned, fracking, old growth logging, pipelines, LNG development. Yep. And 
I, I think you may be onto something there that maybe this is a good thing for EB if it sort of makes him basically look like a moderate if uh, she's pushing him on these issues. Yeah, so the debate in the NDP for years has always been, is it better to be electable or is it better to be ideological? And this current government is taking the route to be, we want to be electable, yeah. which is why it's taken a more centrist position, which she is criticizing. She says that's not the correct position, particularly when it comes to climate change, but that's where the votes are. And I don't see EB departing from that strategy, but it's going to be interesting. He's going to be pushed to rearticulate his views on fracking, LNG, and such. And he's been at the cabinet table when these things have been approved. I don't see him walking away from that. Yeah, and there are a lot of, as you mentioned, there are a lot of very powerful and well-funded environmental groups mm-hmm. in British Columbia who are not happy with this government no. on a lot of these files. And presumably they would be supporting her yep. and saying, good, put pressure on this, this is guy. Always, Let's it, flush it, him out. For on five years, the, envir- the, the environmental wing of the NDP, and by that I mean the activist wing, I wouldn't say they've been muzzled, but they've not really had an influence on this government. And uh, again, I go to the the protests right outside of Victoria here, the the Ferry Creek, old growth logging. The government has moved to limit amount of uh, harvesting that goes on in old growth timber stands, but it hasn't put a uh, 100% cap on it, despite the demands from the environmental movement to do just that. It hasn't, uh, it's embraced the LNG industry. It built the Site C Dam. To me, I go back to that was the defining moment of this government, which we knew which way they were going to go. When it was unclear when they came into power whether they would continue the, the construction of the Site C Dam, they've continued it. It's going to be built. And that was, a, that was a watershed moment to tell us where this government uh, stood on these issues. Quite different than the 1990s NDP government, which was very activist oriented. And was really chased around by the environmental movement in a way that's not happening right now. Okay, I'm glad she's running. I think it oh, makes I think, great. I, I think it makes the race yep. a lot a lot more interesting for sure. Um, let's talk about the Atellus Health Plus plan here now. Now it's interesting that Health Minister Adrian Dix had been uh, somewhat critical of this plan or raising questions about it. Now this is the program that's offered by Atellus Health. $4,650 for the first year, then $3,600 every year after that to be a, a member of this Life Plus program from TELUS Health. And the accusation or the concern from critics has been, is, is this legal in British Columbia? Is this going against uh, Medicare? Is this is this paying for setting up a two-tier healthcare mm-hmm. system and you're paying for uh, improved access to health care. What do you think of this situation? Because the government has done a review of it, correct? And so, the Green Party is asking for them to release the review. Is that what's going on? So I had a couple of colleagues at Global uh, some months back tell me that their family doctor had informed them they were leaving their practice and were going to tell us health and invited them to come over for, as you say, almost $5,000 fee. They were gobsmacked that their family doctor would do this, that, to leave and go to this all-inclusive clinic, which isn't just about uh, basic stuff you get from a doctor, but it's nutritional needs, it's physiotherapy, it's all sorts of things that are not covered under Medicare. I brought that uh, to the attention of Adrian Dix, the health minister, who then asked the Medical Services Commission to investigate. And that's what's going on right now. The Medical Services Commission, which is independent, quasi-independent, is basically doing an audit or an investigation of this clinic to see if they are indeed breaking any of the lo- the rules and laws out there. And that is, so far, that report has not been released. Okay, it's an interesting issue, and I spoke to the vice president of TELUS Health about this issue, Sonia Lockyer, on an earlier show. And, of course, they say, no, 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 we're not breaking any rules here. Have a listen to what she had to say, and then I'll get your thoughts. 
So this program uh, has been reviewed on two separate occasions by the medical services, yeah. and each time it comes back crystal clean. If, if something is changed, then something is changed in how the review process is, is being conducted or the rules of engagement, for example. But I can tell you that when we look at how we set up this program, how it was set up historically, it's been very clear. Like we set up the program to charge for medically uninsured services, not right. medically insured services. Okay, yeah, I mean, so, that's the, that's the key question. If, right. if, are you charging for medically insured services or not? But again, people I know whose family doctors have left their practice and have joined this clinic have said, "Come with me to this clinic." Is that family doctor providing medically insured services at a fee? That's what's against the rules. Yeah, they say the fee is for all the extra stuff mm-hmm. like, you know, wellness planning or nutrition, or nutrition diet planning, mm-hmm. uh, advice, you know, some advice. Not they're not charging you for I don't know medical uh, procedures that are covered by Medicare. I'm not sure how many people need to pay forty six hundred dollars a year for diet diet. Well, if you're advice. if you're rich, why not? If you've got the money, because here's the argument against it. Like people will say, okay, yeah, it, it's a loophole. Like they're saying, like we're not charging for the medical services; we're charging for all this extra stuff. But if you get involved in this this program, you're now getting an enhanced access to a doctor. Let's say the doctor says, look, I'm going to send you for a whole battery of tests. I want mm-hmm. you to be tested for cancer. Then you find out through a cancer screening test, oh, my God, you got cancer. Now you're getting early treatment in the healthcare system for insured services. It's almost like you've got a foot in the door mm-hmm. for, for, for healthcare system that other people don't have. I mean, that's, the that's what the Medical Services Commission is going to be looking at. Yeah. But again, we haven't received the final report on this yet. Uh, and Sonia Firstino, the leader of the VC Green Party, that's what she's pressing for is more public information right. on this. Okay, real quickly, let's talk about uh, Donald Trump and the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago in Florida. So I have a listen to this. You know, I find it interesting how the Republicans are framing this, right? They're saying this is basically a frame-up of Trump, oh, that yeah. the FBI's gone rogue and Galvanized political here. His base. Yeah, for sure. So here's Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Republican member of Congress from Georgia, with her take on the raid. We now know that there was an FBI informant at Marlago, an FBI informant working at Marlago. Who is that? And how many other FBI informants are around President Trump on a daily basis, working at his clubs, working at Marlago, or maybe bed minister, or on his staff? These are the things I want to know because they're traitors. Oh, they're traitors. They're traitors. What a level of paranoia there. Uh, it's fascinating to watch this. Uh, the the Trumpian supporters, it's it's strengthened their support of Trump. It hasn't weakened them. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean there's still a lot of people in the Republican Party very nervous about Donald Trump and have, have bolted him, but that's not the majority. There's still a lot of commentators think this has basically cemented his support with his Republican base because they view this as a anti-democratic why are you know, these people suspicious. why are these people so loyal to trump i mean this is a guy who lost an election i mean in yeah. u.s politics once you run for president and you lose you're typically done why well, why are these people so loyal to i trump? think he tapped into a sentiment that is anti-government anti-establishment and just because you lost an election doesn't necessarily rob you of their support they're still anti-establishment still anti-government even though you know trump was the establishment he was the president <coughs> president of the united states so he can't get more establishment than that but he continues to tap into that that feeling of uh, of disenchantment and and the stuff that goes into the framing of this particular constituency. They're they're anti-government, anti-community, yeah. and they're very much conspiracy theorists. But also, people just a lot a lot not a lot of good things going on in their lives. And Trump was able to tap into that to get elected. 
At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Full phone board. Let's go right to your phone calls. Michael in Vancouver. Hi, Michael. Go ahead. Hi, guys. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to talk about what's going on with Trump. And I think that what has happened in regards to them, the FBI raiding Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, is that I think what's going to happen is that in 2022, this year, in, in, Febu- uh, in the fall, and in 2024, it's gonna, the power is going to go back to the Republicans. And I think that because of this so witch hunt on Trump, I can see I can see the Bidens. They should be investigated. I think the Pelosi should be investigated. I think that Hillary Clinton should be investigated. And they're not. And I think that's a huge problem and why a lot of people are upset. I think that the January 6th hearing is a sham when you have witnesses that state several times throughout their their testimony that something to the effect of something to the effect of he said something to the effect of this. It's just not it's not a credible statement. Okay. And I think that Americans care more about inflation, the cost of living, the cost of gas, insecure borders, the brink of war with Russia and gun violence. And I think right. and I think Thanks. That, okay. thank, you, okay. thank you for okay. the call. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Yeah, so the, certainly the odds favor the Republicans uh, uh, control at least one of the houses in the fall midterms. I mean, that's even though recent polls show the Democrats have been picking up strength, it's going to be interesting where how this raid plays with the electorate. Yeah. I mean, it could rebound against the Democrats. Yeah. It could galvanize the Republican base. Right. Um, but that remains to be seen. But the recent polls show the Democrats have picked up a little steam, but I'm not sure it's enough to think, really you know, ward off a disaster in the fall. Right now, Democrats are kind of celebrating this and going, oh, look at, look at this. Trump has been raided. This is fantastic. But if this turns out to be a nothing burger or whatever, or a dead end well, or it doesn't go anywhere... It, it, then Keep in mind that there's a number of investigations going on yeah. that are independent of each other. You got the New York Attorney General where investigation Trump, where of, Trump took the Fifth Amendment, pleaded the Fifth yeah. like over 400 for times, six hours, yeah. refusing to take questions. There's also the Georgia situation where a grand jury yeah. there may indict him for trying to overturn the election there. Yeah. So he's got three or four investigations, right. and I think the odds favor one of them coming home in terms of a negative finding for him. Steve and Poco, hi, Steve. Go ahead. Uh, I'm a retired family doc. Uh, on the TELUS Health thing, you know, that fee is meant for physio and dietitians and psychologists and other non-covered things. But mm-hmm, if a right. chunk of that fee is paid directly to each of the physicians as being part of their team, uh, then I don't buy that as being legitimate. But I'm sure each of those patients who pays that four or $5,000 fee, a chunk of that fee goes right to the doctor who's looking after them uh, and that and that would be and that would be answer. against that would be against the rules is that what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah okay. what they're going to say is well the doctor can now give nutrition counseling and stuff like that that's not covered but technically if they've got other people there who do that work then the doctor shouldn't have any role in any of non-insured services and should only okay. be able to build a medical plan and not get a kickback mm-hmm. Thanks for the call. Yeah, so the, again, the Medical Services Commission is investigating this model to see if it actually is on the up and up and whether it does violate uh, a couple pieces of legislation. And the jury hasn't come in yet. Chris and Langley. Hi, Chris. Go ahead. 
Hey, quickly, uh, Teflon, Don, uh, you know, your first caller there, he talked about the Democrats need to be um, investigated. Hillary Clinton went under oath six hours. She answered questions on Benghazi. Trump, there's video of Trump saying that anybody who pleads the fifth is weak and that shouldn't <laughs> be allowed. And he mm-hmm. actually pleaded the fifth all day yesterday. I believe it mm-hmm. was yesterday. Yep. Uh, so, you know, six hours. go and look at the facts for these guys but these guys don't believe it they just believe in fairy tales and unicorns but quickly on uh, on eb's opponent if eb's opponent loses but gainer garners 30 to 40 percent support does eb just throw her in that that support those people under the bus or does he improvise and uh and uh you know uh you know change it up a little bit and good, and, and good, qu- good question Good question. Thank you for the call. 30 seconds. Keep in mind, we often talk about this, whether it's the federal conservative race, the Alberta conservative race, or the provincial NDP race. These are leadership contests for the party membership. It's not the general public. So it doesn't I don't think she's going to get 30%. No, but uh, even if she were, it does. that's not 30% of the public. It's the yeah. party members that you sign up. And she can be sure she's going to be signing up a lot of environmental activists. Thanks, Keith. All right.